Well, it's been a while since I've uh, gone live behind the mic. Oh, sorry, I got some candy in my mouth here. For an episode of Lockdown Warriors, but here we are. And even though we're officially in the doldrums of the NBA season, where it's slow, summer league's over, most of free agency's done, but it ain't boring in Golden State Warriors land. There's a lot to talk about. The Warriors haven't even filled out their roster yet. We're going to talk about that. Some interesting comments from Joe Lacob. Some more interesting comments from Darvin Ham, Lakers coach, who had some words directed toward uh, Warriors head coach Steve Kerr. There's a lot to talk about. There's still some free agents out there. I'm going to break it all down next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 if you use the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Locked on. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotsis, on threads at Dog Wild. Super easy. D O G W I L D. You can also follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, got a few people in the in the chat here. Cool breeze. I wish there was a cool breeze flowing through my room right now. Part of the reason why I've been and this is not a joke. Part of the reason why I've been inactive uh, and, and not hosting as many shows as I would like to is because I live in a place where um, before global warming, uh, didn't need air conditioners. And so I, I'm renting a house that does not have air conditioning. And I kid you not, I'm sweating right now. Like I'm sweating bullets, even though today's a slightly uh, cooler day um, and is why I'm doing this. Uh, I am not equipped and my home is not equipped to deal with 100 degree weather, even though I live just minutes from the coast. So here we are. But uh, I had to pick and choose when I was going to do a show. Uh, the great news is um, that uh, for tonight, I'm going to go an hour or at least as long as I feel like we need uh, in terms of what to discuss, what to cover. There's a lot to get to. Um, but again, cool breeze. I wish you were blowing uh, in my in my studio right now. Um, Alexander writes another guard. I don't know what that is in reference to. Um, yo, good evening, afternoon, uh, depending on where you are in the world, writes Kaminga's a monster. I am going to play a great sound by pertaining to that. That's how I'm going to start the show because I feel like lately I've been doing all sorts of positive content and that's been translating. Uh, manifestation is an absolute myth. There's no science behind that. But um, look, positivity is uh, something that uh, just does not go around enough on this planet. Um, and I heard some great comments pertaining to Jonathan Kaminga. So I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. Uh, Jay writes Kaminga is going to average 18 and 8. Uh, yeah, I, very possible. Eight, eight seems like a high number. Um, uh, he might, but, uh, if there's one thing that he has not shown, he is dominant at its rebounding. Um, Steve Wilton. Hello. Uh, Wilton writes that Joe Lacob told Tim Kawakami, the former San Jose Merck columnist currently with the athletic that the two timeline approach was working, uh, after they won the title, 
I, I have not seen that, so I don't, I don't know uh, what that's from. Well, Alexander's referring to Jerome Robinson. I'm going to talk about him in just a minute. Uh, so Jerome Robinson um, is a player that Adrian Wojnarowski, and again, this is when you know it's slow in the NBA. He actually uh, ex expended energy from his fingers, uh, from his brain, to type out a tweet that the Warriors had signed Jerome Robinson, a player that I didn't know until very recently was a former lottery pick. Um, but he was on the Warriors last year. There, there's absolutely nothing of substance to that. I'll get into that to the why in just a minute. Uh, Jerome Robinson will not be on the on the uh, actual roster. I, I promise you that. Uh, Wagner Gideon writes that the Warriors urgently need a seven footer. I don't disagree with you there. Um, Daniel Reed writes, are there any seven footers available? We'll talk about that in just a moment because again, the Warriors currently have 13 players under contract. Uh, they can uh, a field up to 15. Um, minimum is 14, and that's where they're most likely going to go just because of the fact that you save money um, by not signing a 15th player. Uh, you could have three two-way spots uh, on the roster this year, so there's a very good possibility they're not going to add or sign a 15th player. You never know, but there are still seven-footers, and, and I'm going to get to that uh, in, in just a moment. Um, and still, Steve Wilton, you're saying that Lacob made those two timeline comments on a podcast. Uh, again, I've never heard that, so... Um, that would be news to me if he actually did make a reference to that. Well, I'll get into the two timeline comments uh, from Joe Lacob in just a moment. Um, but you are absolutely right, Steve, that uh, Kerr does not typically play bigs. Even when bigs have been on this roster, um, they do not get a bulk of time. Um, Hui, I'll give you. I'll get to a summer league, among many things, on the show today. Rebel the sounds. What is up? Um, so, why don't we get into first things first? The good news, Jonathan Kaminga. Um, who is, in my humble opinion, I'll start the show by saying this. For anyone who's incredibly optimistic about the Golden State Warriors uh, for this upcoming season, it, let's say for the sake of argument, this is it. Uh, that the Warriors roster is what we're looking at, except for maybe one, possibly two more players. Um, but there's a very strong possibility there are no more big moves that are going to be made. So if this is the team we're looking at, um, the only hope the Warriors have to win a title is if Jonathan Kaminga turns into like the next Kawhi Leonard. <clears throat> That's it. That's the only hope. Um, the, the only model for success I see here with this Golden State Warriors team is the 2013 San Antonio Spurs, a team whose core was starting to age, but then they had Kawhi Leonard emerge and become the next great thing. Uh, the same Kawhi Leonard who for a brief moment in, in the NBA was the best player in the NBA. The Warriors need Jonathan Kaminga to experience that kind of growth this season. He needs to become a dominant player. Uh, if he does that, if he turns into that kind of player, anything's possible. The Warriors could absolutely win their second title in three years, win their fifth title in 10 years. If Jonathan Kaminga does not turn into that player, if Steve Kerr hinders his growth, if Kaminga just doesn't end up being that good, um, which is a possibility. I don't think that's the case, but it is a possibility then the, what the, this Warriors team is going to be this year is the 2013 Los Angeles Lakers. I'm very confident of that. That is my greatest fear, is that this Warriors team is just an aging, uh, past-their-prime team um, who somehow thinks that by adding a 38-year-old Chris Paul that they're suddenly going to be contenders, that they're going to be a legitimate world championship contender. Um, no, that's not how this works. Like You need size, you need depth, and the Warriors have neither of those at the moment. But if Kawhi Leonard turns into, I'm sorry, if Jonathan Kaminga turns into Kawhi Leonard, that's a whole other story. 
Now you have another superstar on your roster. Now you have this potential transcendent player um, who fills and fixes all the holes that this team currently has. It's possible. Um, we'll see. But I want to play this clip. Uh, this is from um, uh, a podcast that doesn't even cover the Golden State Warriors. This is a podcast hosted by Braden's, Brandon Staten, uh, who hosts a show covering the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, that's called Sleep Hawk Worldwide, I think. Uh, it's called Sleep Hawk Worldwide. Um, it's a podcast that's hosted by Tyler Hansborough uh, and Brandon Staten. Uh, I, at least I thought it was an Atlanta Hawks podcast, whatever it is. Um, they had former NBA player Wayne Ellington on the program. Wayne Ellington uh, most recently is is uh, uh, known for being on the 2020 Los Angeles Lakers championship team. And I'm really happy that Brandon forwarded this clip to me because the topic turned to Jonathan Kaminga and listen to what Wayne Ellington had to say about the Warriors forward. I'm the biggest Kaminga fan and probably besides maybe his mom in the world. And I'm on Twitter all the time and I get emotional. I'm like, man, these guys talk about how he's a bust. It pisses me off. And so I had to check myself and be like, well, damn, man, like, I guess I am saying the same thing. I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. So um, it's a, it's well, an let me tell you this: Jonathan Kaminga is far from a bust. When that kid gets his opportunity, which he's going to, people are gonna people are gonna be like, "Okay." You heard it first, Tyler. I'm telling you, man. I love it. He's a real deal. You know, I can sleep going, Wayne. This oh, guy, sorry. man, this guy's <laughs> the biggest Kaminga fan out there. I'm the biggest Kaminga fan, and probably besides maybe his mom. Uh, and so that was a clip of Wayne Ellington. And I wholeheartedly agree, man. I don't, I've never heard anyone call him a bust. Um, my, my thoughts on Jonathan Kaminga are this. First of all, if, you, if you've listened to the show for a long time, you know I have faith in the kid. I love the kid. Um, I'm still bitter and pissed off that, that Steve Kerr did not play him in that Lakers series last year uh, in, in the conference semis. I still fully believe that if Jonathan Kaminga, um, and even Jermichael Green, a player who was 6'8 and, and who uh, – and that game three victory was huge in the playoffs last year. I still firmly believe that, that if they got minutes and they matched the Lakers' size, they could have won that series. That that loss, that playoff series loss was entirely, in my humble opinion, on Steve Kerr. Um, and hopefully he's, you know, he's he's said in the in the post-game press conference last year after the loss that he saw some clarity, that losing bring brought him clarity. And I really hope that clarity includes playing Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga in the 2020 draft would have been the number one pick. That's how good he is. That's how, how hyped up he was coming out uh, of high school, playing that one year uh, in the G League. He was considered to be a potential megastar. Still is. I still believe that. But you got to play the kid and you got to develop him right. And him sitting there on the bench in these crucial moments when for three months he did nothing but help the Warriors avoid the play in and get into the playoffs – that still bums me out and disturbs me. Um, and again, Wayne Ellington, former NBA player, hyping up Jonathan Kaminga there. So Kaminga's got to play. And again, I, that's just my belief. If the Warriors have any shot at winning a world title, unless they make the moves I'm going to talk about when we come back, they're not winning a title this year. And anyone who's telling you otherwise, they're delusional. I, this is old and small does not translate to NBA success. Um yeah, and uh, you're Vincent Yu. I'm going to get to a few chats here real fast. Vincent Yu writes that uh, Kaminga's skills are there. He just needs to be unleashed. Uh, you watched his first G League game. I did not do that. It was against the uh, Santa Cruz Dubs, 
and he was by, bar, by far the best player on the court that day. His playmaking was awesome. He's an awesome player. And again, if he was in the draft in 2020, um, maybe even in 2022 and various other drafts, he would have been the number one pick. He was discussed uh, as being the number one pick before some people in their interviews were turned off by him. And he fell to the number one, number seven pick, which is why the Golden State Warriors drafted him in the first place. It had nothing to do with two timelines. Uh, uh, Davion Mitchell was the very likely pick for the Warriors in that draft before Kaminga fell to him. Um, so we're about to find out what happens. And, and when we come back, uh, I want to discuss, obviously, there's a lot to get to here. There, there's there's uh, Joe Lacob's comments on the two timelines. Um, there, and there's the fact that, uh, the summer league is over. Got to give some feedback on that because there was a high, there was a low to that. Um, later in the show, I want to play a soundbite from Darvin Ham. He was on Chris Haynes, uh, and Mark Stein's podcast, uh, talking some smack about Steve Kerr. And, and, and I, I haven't really seen that soundbite played anywhere just because I personally had to spend like 30 minutes looking for it, um, from various podcasts. So we're going to talk about that and so much more. Uh, going to get to as many chat questions as possible. A little harder when I'm solo to get to all of them. SG Sports Talk channel. I, I love the love goes right back to you, man. Thank you so much uh, for the positivity. Obviously, please help us with the likes and, and all that YouTube stuff that, that helps in terms of the, the algorithms. Um, first, though, got to give some love to Prize Picks. An awesome sponsor, by the way. And it's an awesome sponsor because it's all about having fun while gambling. But, but it's legal, at least if you're here in California. And prize picks, the way it works, it's very simple. Uh, it's over-unders. It's individuals. Um, the, the Women's World Cup is about to start. Major League Baseball is currently in play. Uh, and look, basketball is going to be back before you know it. For the older listeners out there, you know this as well as I do. That time freaking flies. The basketball season is going to be back in no time. If you're young, time moves slow. It's part of life. Um, but it'll be here regardless. But until then, if you can't wait, download the Price Picks app and start playing with some some soccer, start or or football, however you want to pronounce it or call it, uh, Major League Baseball, UFC, and it's all about over unders. It's all about whether or not you think Stephen Curry is going to score more or less than. 29 and a half points, for example, or whether or not Draymond Green is going to grab more or less than seven and a half rebounds. Um, minimum of two players have to be picked, maximum of six players. Now, if you go uh, six players uh, in your pool and you happen to win, you can win up to 25 times your money. And if you make a maximum bet on a six player uh, uh, docket, you can win a million bucks. True story. That's what Prize Picks can do for you. Did I mention this legal, by the way, in California? Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. You don't have any sketchy wire services to deal with. It's safe and fast withdrawals, legal and operational in over 30 states in Canada, including here in California. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match. Up to $100 if you use the promo code locked on. Again, put in 100 bucks, they will match it. If you put in 50 or 25, whatever you got, prize picks will match what you put it put in. So when you start playing, you're playing with double, but you have to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For the everydayers, 
And that means you folks who literally watch and listen to every show, Kylan Mills will finally back be back with me tomorrow. Her hands have been full uh, covering the Women's uh, World Cup. So she's going to jump on with me tomorrow night at approximately 7 p.m. We're going to be live again. We're going to go for an hour. Uh, we want to make a lot of it about you, what your thoughts are. So make sure you jump in and join us and follow us on Twitter at Locked on Dubs. That's where we announce all our start times. Uh, that's where we announce, you know, what day we're coming on, who our guests are. Speaking of guests, by the way, um, to be determined in terms of the when, I'm going to have a Warriors assistant coach on this show. Uh, I know who it is. I'm not going to announce it yet. Um, it is definitely an outside-the-box individual. Uh, the moment I learned about this individual, in terms of their background, I got fascinated. And I was like, you know what? I want you on the show. So I reached out to the Warriors, and they're going to help make that happen. Uh, so stay tuned for that and follow me, of course, uh, whether you're on Threads, at Dog Wild, or on Twitter, at Dog Surf Roadshow. Uh, so that's what's going on there. I saw in the chat there's a lot of gambling ads. Look, I mean, gang, you got to figure out a way to fund this operation and they're pumping out the money. And look, sports and gambling have always been synonymous. There's really nothing uh, uh, unusual or, or strange about that. Um, so I'm looking at the chat right now, and people are talking about uh, potential players of the Warriors should add. Um, and then Steve Wilton, by the way, writes like, Steve, Steve Kerr has nine rings, show some respect. The reason why I don't like, I don't put a ton of weight on like the number of rings that, that Steve Kerr has is, Look at Michael Jordan as an owner, for example. Did six rings do anything for that? Uh, you know, I you look, Michael Jordan, in my opinion, is the greatest player ever, not the greatest owner ever. Uh, Steve Kerr, with all those rings, was it was a mediocre at best general manager when he took over the Phoenix Suns. Did not help things out there. Um, and look, he's been a great coach given the circumstances, uh, but I don't know if he's the right guy for this next phase of, of the Warriors in terms of developing young talent. Um, in terms of allowing individuals to, to grow, uh, I, I don't know if he's the right guy for that. I don't. I haven't, I haven't seen any evidence of him in terms of development, um, in terms of properly managing a roster. Uh, to me, uh, being the GM of a Steve Kerr team is vitally important because one aspect of your job is making sure you give him players that he can't misuse. And I think you know who I'm talking about, those two-way players last year. And, and, that's, not, look, that, and that's not something that's strange. Uh, as a concept in terms of GMs and coaches butting heads. The Dallas Mavericks, for example, uh, they had to, they traded uh, or got rid of Harrison Barnes largely because uh, Rick Carlisle was so in love with calling plays, setting up plays for Harrison Barnes, the same Harrison Barnes who's an average at best three-point shooter. You had Luka Doncic on that team, and Rick Carlisle was paying more attention to Harrison Barnes. The team got rid of Barnes literally so that Rick Carlisle could stop going to him so much. So sometimes coaches have to be saved from themselves, and that's a perfect example, in my opinion, when it comes to Steve Kerr. Um, again, the perfect man for the job when he took over. Still might be the right guy, depending on the players on this roster. Um, but I don't, I don't like calling out the nine rings as like a you know carte blanche, like you're automatically correct if you have all these rings. I, you know, this it's part of it, but he also with each of those rings, had one of, if not the greatest players helping him. He got uh, three of those rings with Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson's Chicago Bulls. He got two of those rings with Tim Duncan, Greg Popovich, and the Spurs. He got four of those rings with Stephen Curry, uh, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, etc. So, you know, for what it's worth, that's why sometimes I feel like he can be, it's okay to criticize a coach, even if he has uh, nine championships. So there is speculation out there that uh, that uh, the Dallas Mavericks, speaking of which, 
will either buy out or trade JaVale McGee. Now, on a show, I think a week or two ago, I brought up the fact that there is a possibility the Warriors' strategy in terms of not moving fast with making a free agent acquisition is that they're waiting for the buyout market. The buyout market is something that media has very little information on. The people who are, who are, mo who are most on top of that scene are agents who, who know almost everything. And, and when you talk about an Adrian Wojnarowski, when you talk about a uh, Sham Sharnia or anyone else out there who's breaking news consistently, it's because they have strong relationships with the agents. Uh, agents, by the way, are th that's a very hard nut to crack in terms of gaining access to them. Believe me, for the last couple of years, I've decided to start trying uh, going down that avenue for information. And agents are not always picking up their phone. They, they're very selective in terms of who they talk to. Um, but they have a ton of information because obviously they're representing their clients, the players, they're negotiating the deals. And so then they have a good idea in terms of who these potential buyout players will be. So too do the GMs. Um, and maybe possibly the reason why the Warriors haven't filled that 14th and 15th roster spots is because they're waiting for someone that they know could be available in the buyout market. JaVale McGee, in my humble opinion, would be perfect. He knows the system. He is not a liability in, in a switch heavy defense. So let's say, and that's a huge reason why even when McGee was on this team last time, and it's a huge reason why Kerr doesn't like bigs in general is because Steve Kerr likes to have five players on the court who can switch at any point and guard any one of the five players on the other team. And bigs are obviously a massive liability defensively in that regard, because if you put a faster uh, a player um, and switch him up on a big, that big's going to get eaten up. How many times have you seen Stephen Curry when he's matched up with a big, pack, practically salivating, uh, figuring out what his strategy is going to be for the easy basket? Steve Kerr hates that defensively. But JaVale McGee is light-footed enough to at least not be a total liability on that end. While at the same time, look, the bottom line, in my opinion, for the Warriors is this. If you really have world championship aspirations, there's three or four teams out there that you're going to have to measure yourself up to. The Denver Nuggets, the Phoenix Suns, the Los Angeles Lakers. I even think the Sacramento Kings are, are in that discussion now because they were the three seed last year and all they did was get better. And so the question is, how are the Warriors going to match up with them? Um, when you are a diminutive team, when the only bigs you have on your roster are Kavon Looney at 6'9", who Jokic eats up alive. Um, and then fortunately, now you got Dario Saric, but he's not exactly a, a, a defensive-minded player. Like, like You don't really think of him as having prowess when it comes to defense. Um, he still gives you size, which is huge, but you're going to need to throw bodies at these other teams' bigs, whether it's Jokic, uh, whether it's Anthony Davis, whether it is even DeAndre Aiden, who's going to be getting some big minutes for the Suns next year, um, you're going to have to throw bodies at these individuals and to slow them down, to foul them, to do whatever you got to do so that Draymond Green is not spending the entire game exhausting himself to guarding these bigger individuals. So that is where, yeah, Dario Sharge is huge. Trace Jackson Davis, I'm going to talk about him in a second huge and that kid by the way looks amazing talk about salvation for this year's draft um you know but, but is that enough i don't think that is especially when you're playing a team like the lakers who have numerous picks throughout you they, they have ruri hachimura uh you know they, they already have anthony davis lebron james is practically a center himself um they, they got vanderbilt they're a big team you, and you have to match up with that you can't just expect to go in there being three four five inches smaller 
20, 30, 40 pounds lighter on average per individual and expect to just run them off the floor. It doesn't work that way. These in, the, the bigs on these other teams are also athletic. So that's where I feel like a JaVale McGee, someone who – Stephen Curry loves him, by the way. Uh, Steph and JaVale have a really solid relationship. I'd be all in on that, man. Give me JaVale McGee and then some – if he somehow ends up becoming the 14th uh, edition on this roster, I'm stoked, ladies and gentlemen. So for those of you that that said, who's the seven-footer out there? That's your seven-footer, JaVale McGee. Let's really hope he becomes available uh, so that the Warriors can sign him. Now, Steve Wilton is mentioning, um, and Kurt Porter, I will address uh, Trace Jackson Davis in just a minute. I see you in the chat uh, bringing that up. Steve Wilton uh, mentions uh, Kelly Oubre Jr., who, by the way, um, is still out there. I have no idea if he's getting offers. Look. When Oubre Jr. was with the Warriors that one season in 2021, he was a polarizing figure. I feel like more so than not, Warriors fans didn't like him. Like, I didn't see a lot of people clamoring for him to stay. Um, but I'm with you, Steve. I don't, I don't, I would not mind him. He's, this is a 6'8", strong, athletic individual who was a liability offensively, but he was not a liability defensively. And maybe those three years since he was last with the Warriors or two years, whatever it was, has humbled him a little bit because right now he's sitting out there with no one wanting him. And sometimes you need an experience like that to kind of realize, Hey, I'm not as hot, you know what, as I think I am. And so the next time you bring a Kelly Oubre jr. In with the warriors, maybe he buys in more than he previously did. But again, I know most people aren't, aren't ecstatic on that, but if, if Kelly Oubre jr. Is your 15th roster, uh, 15th player in your roster, I don't mind it. I really don't mind it. Um, and I do agree with you, John Shelton, that he didn't want to come off the bench. But again, that's where I would hope, if this is a player in consideration for the Warriors, that these two years where, you know, he didn't play lights out, he didn't make all-star teams, his team sucked, um, maybe that humbled him so that if he was to sign with a, with a team now, being a starter is not that important. Um, but nonetheless, JaVale McGee is a player that I'm really uh, uh, excited for. Um, Christian Wood is still out there. Incredibly, he has not been offered anything more than the veteran minimum. Um, I would not mind Christian Wood. I think talent-wise, he's phenomenal. Uh, I know there's some complaints about him in terms of his behavior, in terms of his ego, and maybe that's why he's sitting out there unsigned. Um, but I would hope that the Warriors coaching staff can, you know, work and be effective and coach an individual uh, to, to, to make them maybe buy into the system. Because Christian Wood, as, as an athlete, is a freak. He would he would literally defensively in terms of easy baskets, offensively would solve so many issues for him. I would be happy with Christian Wood or JaVale McGee. And then one player who's out there uh, who recently did a workout in Las Vegas, and according to him and his agent, the Warriors were one of the teams interested, uh, is Glenn Robinson III. I would love him. And, Cl and Glenn Robinson III, by the way, is engaging with, with me on social media. Um, he wants to go back to the Warriors. That much I know. And he's 6'7". He's a big dude. Some people say he's cooked and he's washed. Uh, I don't... He's not even 30 yet. He's still in his 20s. I don't know how you could say that about a player still in his 20s. So if he's your 15th man, I would not mind it. Um, one of my insiders told me, and they're not swearing by this, so don't take this as fact. Don't aggregate it. Uh, but look, my my insiders, when they tell me things, I, I pay attention because they're in that building. Um, they have sources of their own. Uh, and, and when they're confident about something, they never miss. That's when I reported as fact at that point, but case, case being uh, Bob Myers uh, uh, deciding he's going to leave the Warriors. My source was absolutely correct on that. Uh, my insider is telling me that the Warriors are strongly contemplating using the 14th roster spot on Lester Quinones. 
I would not hate that, but I would not be thrilled about it either because Lester Quinones, A, is going to be yours next year. You could still have him next year. You have his rights. Why not sign him to a two-way deal? Keep that 14th roster space open for a player of size, a player who's actually going to be contributing to um, your, your title aspirations this year. Um, and Lester Quinones, look, I love him. I, if, if I, I do think there's strong, a strong possibility there for Quinones being a, a permanent fixture on this team, being a legit contributor. Um, I just don't know if that time is now. And I'd much rather have the Warriors use those, those end of the bench roster spots, which on almost any other team would not be consequential on the Warriors. It is though, look back to the end of the bench in 2022, 2023, in terms of what the uh, the last, I'm sorry, 2021, 2022, the last title team, their 13, 14, 15 guys were Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Lee, and James Wiseman. Wiseman was injured the whole year, so he didn't play. So your 13, 14 guys were Damian Lee and Juan Toscano Anderson. They played. They were an important part of that title run. So strength in numbers is an adage that is very true uh, when it comes to a Warriors title team. And I hope they don't bungle that up. Um, and, and, and look again, Lester Quinones, I love him. I, I think he has a role on this team long-term for this year. My personal preference, sign him to a two-way, have him spend some more time in Santa Cruz developing, bring him up here just whenever you want to or need to, but use that roster space for some size. I, I personally think the Warriors could use another big, um, that's just my humble opinion. Uh, I'm going to hit the, the, the show open again right now because I'm going to make this a two-parter. Uh, we're not done. There's still a lot more to talk about. So everyone in the chat, just sit tight. 